Welcome to the Santos Says Podcast, episode number eight. I'm your host and your boy, Santos, proud owner of Santos Threads. Make sure you check us out at santos-threads.com for the latest and greatest in men's and women's streetwear, sportswear, apparel, t-shirts, shorts, dresses, uh, all kinds of great things for you guys, hats, apparel, accessories. Check us out, S-A-N-T-O-S hyphen T-H-R-E-A-D-S.com. Subscribe right now to get 15% off your first purchase. Welcome, everybody, once more. Episode number eight. As we get right into it, uh, flying solo once more. On this episode, I wanted to make sure that we got into a little sports. So on this episode, we're going to talk about how baseball is off base, how baseball lost its way. So we're going to discuss how or why baseball has lost its way and what can be done to fix it. I'll have an interesting take on this as I have my opinions, I have my theories. There's been tons of stuff going on, a lot of loud noise going around as far as what can be done to fix the sport of baseball as to why it is no longer America's pastime, why it is not what it once was. And um, I'll have my theories on this as well as what I believe we can be do done, in my estimation, to fix the sport. Um, a lot of what baseball does is kind of, self-inflicted uh, wounds, and um, I think it can be fixed. I really do. If, hello, Commissioner Manfred of the Major Leagues, if you listen to this podcast, and I will be sharing this podcast to him upon completion, believe me. Commissioner Manfred, hello, could you listen to me? I'm telling you, if you listen to my suggestions of what I'm going to bring up on this podcast, on this episode, I will not steer you wrong. I'm telling you. And um, we'll, we'll offer some solutions. I'll give my opinion as far as what I believe is plaguing or what has hurt the sport over the last 15, 20 years or so, especially the last 10, I would say. <sighs> Take that nice swig of water on this nice uh, summer day. Uh, obviously, baseball is right in the middle of the All-Star weekend, getting into it. And... Um, yeah, there's a lot of things that have been going on. People have really been talking about, okay, what can be done to save the sport? And um, I want to start out with this, right? Since I was a young kid, I mean, one of my earliest dreams I had. Now, I don't want to call it a dream per se in that I really thought that I would do it. Um, full disclosure, I did not really want to be a baseball player, but in the back of my mind, I did if that makes sense. Like, I thought I was a baseball player. Like, you know, I would play, whether it was organized, unorganized, whatever way you want to call it. I even did a short stint of, of coaching before. Um, I enjoy teaching the game. I know the game very well. It's my number one sport. I love baseball. Um, you know, basketball is another one that I really love a lot as well, but baseball is my number one. It's my heart. Um, I love all kinds of sports, but baseball is my heart. And so... As time has gone on, just seeing how the popularity has just shifted, it's just kind of gone down and down and down, and seeing that change, that shift in popularity, it's very disheartening, uh, to say the least. It's very disheartening, 
And um, there are several culprits for this. Um, as I mentioned early on, uh, one of the things that I feel that hurt the sport is really, I mentioned the name of the person who I would like to listen to this podcast, Mr. Rob Manfred. Could you please listen to me? I'm just saying, Rob Manfred, listen. Robbie, buddy, I got all your answers right here. If you listen to Santos, Santos will not steer you wrong. I won't. I do this out of love. So the suggestions I'm going to give you are coming from a good place, a place of love, compassion, understanding, for love of the game, for the true love of the game that we need to get baseball back to where it needs to be in its prominent place um, in America as far as sports goes. And, and, and popularity, etc. We need to get it there to that place. Santos is going to help you get there. Uh, one of the things I want to make sure, make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube. Whoever's watching on YouTube, uh, type the Santos Says Podcast on the YouTube. Um, and definitely also follow me on Instagram, Santos Thread Shop. Uh, Santos Thread Shop on Instagram. I just wanted to make sure we got those plugs out the way. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, hit the like button and uh, subscribe. So here we go, right? Baseball, people have their theories. People have their opinions as far as what's going on. I guarantee you if you poll someone, the average person 30 years old and under, they will all have the common answer for why they don't watch baseball, right? Um, from, a, from that standpoint, you know, you could ask them. You could go on to any random screen and say, hey, do you watch baseball? They might say no. A lot of them, I guarantee you, most of them will say no. At least seven out of ten of those people that you poll, at least 30 years and under, they'll say, hey, nah, I don't watch baseball. But they'll all come up with the same common answer. The answer that I get, the response that I get when I ask them about their opinions and their thoughts on baseball. You know what they tell me? It's boring. Everybody says it's boring. And you know what? Some As someone who grew up loving baseball, playing baseball, whether it's softball, uh, wiffle ball, watching it, breathing it, going to baseball games, etc., um, I have to say they're not wrong. Baseball has become boring. Like, I find myself struggling to watch baseball sometimes, watching these games, whether it's the Mets, the Yankees, because anybody knows me, I'm a diehard Mets fan. Um, but I do watch some of the other teams because I do love the sport. So they'll tell you, they'll say, listen, I can't watch this game today. It's so boring. The pace is so slow. There's no action. There's nothing going on. Every time I watch it, it's either a walk, somebody draws a walk or strikes out. And then maybe they'll hit a home run. But that's it. It's a walk, strikeout, home run. Baseball has become predictable with three outcomes. It's been three outcomes. This has been what we've seen over the past decade, decade and a half. Not, I would say especially the last decade, especially for sure. Um, previous to before that, it, was, it wasn't as, as much the case. But the, at least a decade or so, five, six, seven, ten years, that's what it is. It's been that. So you got to ask yourself, right? It comes to a fundamental question in preparation, in what people are looking for, in training, um, in philosophy, as far as how the game is played, right? At least from um, an offensive standpoint, uh, 
why, why is it that there's so many damn strikeouts and walks? People up there literally, I, I can't tell you how many times I'm watching a game and a guy will take a fastball right down the middle. And I'm like, why didn't he swing at that ball? Why didn't you swing at it? It was a strike. It was down the middle. You're not getting a prettier pitch to hit than that. But no, he didn't like it for whatever reason. He's trying to draw a walk. We've, we're, in a, we're in a generation now, we're in an era of baseball where guys prefer to get a walk, draw a walk instead of a base hit. This is where we are right now. They prefer to draw a walk instead of a base hit. If they cannot hit a home run, they'd rather draw a walk. That's a very, very scary thing we're watching. That makes it un very unentertaining on the fan base. Now, what does this all come down to? I'm going to bring it up. It's the A word. And people who follow baseball know exactly what I'm going to say. Those who don't, please follow me. I want to bring this up. Ladies and gentlemen, analytics have ruined baseball. To me, the number one culprit of baseball being what it is right now are analytics. Analytics have destroyed baseball. Think about it. Now, what are analytics? We'll break this down real quick. Analytics are different ways that they use to quantify uh, certain things in baseball. You have all these stats, all these uh, metrics, uh, saber metrics, right? You have all these stat geeks that work in the offices of the baseball operations, these teams, and they come up with all these formulas and all these things, and they've all found in their analysis that you should hit the ball up in the air. So then what happens? That creates what is known as the launch angle, right? So you got everybody trying to swing for home runs. You got guys who are five foot eight, five nine, 170 pounds trying to hit home runs. And that's not necessarily their strong suit, right? Everybody and their mother's trying to hit home runs. It's what it's what it is. Like everybody and their mother's trying to hit home runs. Everybody wants to be a slugger. And then what happens? The more you try to hit home runs, because according to analytics, it's good to hit a home run or it's good to, to draw a walk, get on base. That's what they want you to do. So if you don't hit a home run, you strike out. We're seeing guys afraid to kind of choke up on the bat or to hit for contact. Now you got guys just, um, everybody's just trying to hit, um, Home runs. That's where we are. We're at, that's where we are. Everybody is trying to hit home runs. This is where we are right now. And so that's why people are striking out like crazy. Guys are striking out like, like, like nothing. And so analytics also teaches everybody that it's better to draw a walk or, or not even, excuse me, that it's the same is just as valid Drawing a walk is just as valuable as a base hit. Now think about that for a second. Drawing a walk is just as valuable to your team as getting a single, hitting a single, a base hit. Look, look that's crazy. Now I'm not saying that that drawing walks isn't important. It is. Like getting on base is very important because the object of the game is to score, right? The object of the game is to score as many runs as possible. Therefore, you get on base, you score as many runs as possible, you give your team a chance to win. You're going to be more successful, right? That's what it is. But the problem is 
Everybody has decided they wanted to play the same way because of these organizational philosophies. The industry, it's an industry. Now they're looking for guys to all hit the same way. So now you have teams who all play the same way. Everybody's trying to hit the ball out the park for power. Then everybody strikes out a million times. So you got a million strikeouts. You got a million people just getting walk, getting walks, just looking for walks, drawing walks, strikeout, or trying to hit a home run. So what has that done? That's taken away from the most exciting part of the game. The most exciting plays in the game. There are two plays in the game that are the most exciting parts in the game that have been little by little removed from the game, and it's a crying shame. One being the stolen base. Analytics teaches people that you shouldn't waste, I put this in quotations, you shouldn't waste uh, your times at, 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 uh, on base. You shouldn't waste these opportunities. So it's not worth you trying to steal a base. That's what analytics is teaching you. It's not worth you trying to steal uh, a base to get caught stealing a base. No, no, no. Let's not steal bases. Let's go station to station. So if we hit a double or we hit a single, whatever, let's, let's wait for the other guy to drive us home. How boring is that? No wonder everybody thinks baseball is boring. It is. It's getting boring. It's out of control. It's boring. Who wants to sit there and wait for the next guy to drive the next guy to drive the next? Like, what are we doing here? Or waiting for a strikeout fest. Guys are just striking out. Let's strike out. Everybody, let's strike out because I'm going to swing this way. I'm going to swing with an uppercut. And when you swing with an uppercut, you're not going to make contact because you're not, the bat is not going through the zone long enough. So you have a con. So the way I can explain it is the bat, instead of being on an even plane, you want the bat to be, to come like that, like an even plane. You want it to be straight, level, level swing, right? The bat with the, uh, with, with what analytics is teaching these hitters now, and this starts in the minor leagues. They're bringing up these kids like that. They're bringing up these kids to just swing from their shoes and, and hit for, for power. They're saying, forget about everything else. Just hit home runs and get on base. And it's a crying shame. And so instead of being, you need, in order to make the best possible, the optimal contact to hit line drives, um, in order to do that. So the problem is that you have, um, the problem is now you got everybody, instead of hitting the ball on a plane, they're hitting, they're trying to hit the ball on a, like, on an uppercut. And that gives you, you know, while in some cases you'll be able to launch the ball. It's what, what they call launch angle. You'll be able to launch the ball out of here, but it's not consistent. You're not going to be able to make consistent contact that way. Therefore, the batting averages are going down. People don't care about batting averages anymore. The batting averages are going way down, as you've seen. Because they don't care. They're sacrificing batting averages for launch angle and for putting the ball in the air. What does all this mean? Less action. Guys are not stealing bases. Guys are not hitting doubles or triples in the gap. Don't you remember how exciting it was when you watch a game and uh, you see, you know, you see the guy running around the base paths, whether it was a fat guy who was slow or a guy who... Um, you know, a guy who was a speedster, right? 
running around the bases and the, and the other guy is trying to make the relay throw and he's going to make it and he's trying to hit the cutoff man or he's trying to gun a guy down and you're waiting for that play or that play at the plate. You know, remember that play at the plate where the catcher can go run. There's another matter. Obviously, they've, they've gotten rid of the collisions at home plate, but when the runner can run into the catcher trying to knock the ball out of his hands to stop himself from being tagged out, those were plays that stay with you. Those relay plays, those things like that. I mean, those plays are just, I mean, I remember watching this game. I mean, not, not to go off on a tangent here, but I remember watching this game with Daryl Jeter. A lot of people will remember this play. Believe me, you don't even have to be a Yankee fan because to know this play. There was this play where, did you guys remember it, where, um, what was it? Derek Jeter does this flip play and, and like, to, to beat the A's in the playoff. Like, that was some crazy play. Derek Jeter does some crazy play, hits the man. Man, I, I forgot what game it was. It was a game against the athletics, but it was a great play. And I remember it to this day. It was just like. Mine, but and it's just little stuff like that that you don't see um, anymore or very rarely see. Um, you know, you see a lot of guys running into the outfield, robbing home runs, catching the, you know, making diving catches. You see that all the time because obviously when guys hit the ball in the outfield, guys hit the ball out there, you're going to see outfielders making plays. They're going to they're gonna get action out there. But um, so that's analytics. Analytics also has, has made this made it so that guys are having shifts. Now, what are shifts? Defensive shifts are, these are, there are these alignments that analytics tell you if you're positioned in this place instead of that place, you'll be able to get out, right? Now, I understand the strategic part of the game is important. You don't want to get rid of strategic part of the game, but everything has become too numerical. These are real people playing in the game. You're sacrificing entertainment value for what the analytics nerd told you. And it's wrong. I'm, I'm going to go on record right now to say I believe that the shift should be outlawed. I think they should get rid of the shifts, me personally. And now the shifts are, they're basically, they're able to place the outfielders or the, the fielders. So in the infield and in the outfield, they're able to shift them. But this especially applies to infielders. They're able to shift guys in a certain way so that they can take hits away. Now, this... Now, it works to a certain extent. It works as far as like preventing certain guys from getting hits, right? But at the same time, um, you know, at the same time, it's not entertaining. It's not entertaining because you're, you're, there's so many guys that can, you know, it's taking away from the hitting element as well. Like, I understand. You want to be able to place your guys in a certain position where guys can pick it and, and stop guys from hitting. I get that part. But at the same time, I mean, you got the freaking shortstop. The shortstop is supposed to be on the left-hand side of the diamond. You got him all the way by the second baseline, by the second baseman. I mean, come on. You got the guy lined up like, you know, 50 feet across the diamond. He doesn't belong there. You got the freaking center fielder standing, right? You know, you're shifting him from center field all the way to like left field by the, the, the closer to shortstop. I mean, come on. Like you, you shouldn't be able to do this. This is not, this is not fun to watch. You're taking away hits from guys that have gotten hits in this, these spots for a hundred years. 
and all of a sudden you're, you're going to say it's okay to have the center fielder playing practically on the short uh, shortstop uh, positioning on the diamond? Come on. This is a joke. And so it's these little things that baseball has been out of touch about that they've never changed. Now, this is a way that is lost. This is, this is, you know, these are some of the ways that baseball's lost its way. You know, I remember growing up in the 90s. Um, growing up in the 90s, you had these guys, like baseball was a big deal growing up in the 90s. Okay. I mean, first of all, ESPN, I'm going to, let's get into this. I'm going to call out ESPN first. You know, ESPN, shame on you. And I'll, I'll explain what I mean. ESPN has just stopped covering baseball. I mean, I know they try to do a couple shows here and there. I think this year they're covering the MLB draft. Whoop-dee-doo, they got their Sunday game of the night. No. Oh, Sunday game of the week. No, no, no. ESPN, you guys couldn't be bigger hypocrites than you are. You guys gave up on baseball years ago. You guys don't care about baseball. ESPN doesn't care about baseball. Every year they drop their coverage little by little by little. They put they hire fewer and fewer people to cover the sport. They give it little and little, fewer and fewer attention. I mean, you might as well turn baseball into hockey. That's how much coverage you give it. You basically give it the hockey treatment. I mean, no offense to, to hockey. Hockey's a great sport, but I'm just saying. I mean, you're basically turning baseball into the hockey treatment. Like, hey, it doesn't exist. Like, and that's how I feel about it. Like, they're making baseball is not a priority. Like ESPN doesn't care about baseball. They're too busy pandering to the NBA and the NFL. Like that's all they care about. And don't get me wrong. I love the NFL. I love the NBA. Love them. But can baseball get a little love? So then you ask yourself, well, why is this the case? I remember when I was a kid, ESPN showed tons of baseball coverage. They showed games all, all week long. They showed baseball games. Uh, ESPN had, uh, you know, Sports Center had coverage, um, all kinds of coverage. You know, you had all these wonderful plays. They didn't just show home runs either. They showed all kinds of things. They showed um, defensive plays. They showed base hits. They showed stolen bases, which, by the way, you don't see stolen bases anymore. Guys don't steal bases anymore. Like, stolen bases were such a fun part of the game. They've taken that away from the game. Stolen bases are a fundamental part of the game. Go back in time. Take a look at that black and white photo or the black and white imagery of Jackie Robinson stealing home on Yogi Berra. And Yogi Berra swore until the day he died that he was out. But Jackie Robinson stole home, home plate in a World Series game. Jackie Robinson stealing home. You'll never see that now. When, when is when's the last time anybody stole a, a, a base in the postseason that meant like a game in the matter of when life or death or, or, or home plate for that matter? I mean, when does it happen? Never happens. Never happens. I mean, you can you can count on maybe one finger the amount of times you've seen somebody do that in the last 20 years, 15 years. And it's a crying shame. So growing up, as I was mentioning. Growing up, I remember these larger-than-life stars. Frank Thomas, Ken Griffey Jr., Sammy Sosa, Rafael Palmeiro, um, Juan Gonzalez, Ivan Rodriguez, um, Mo Vaughn, 
Um, you know, I'm a Mets fan. Mo Vaughn stunk for the Mets, but he was a great player for Boston. Let's 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 just call it, leave it at that. Roberto uh, Roberto Alomar. Roberto Alomar, of course. I mean, Randy Johnson, Pedro Martinez, Roger Clemens, um, John Smoltz, Chipper Jones, Andrew Jones. I mean, I could go on and on forever. These guys were larger than life. But my favorite players in that era were Ken Griffey Jr. I loved Ken Griffey Jr. And Ivan Rodriguez. Ivan Rodriguez was an idol of mine. Uh, being Puerto Rican, um, from the same town, um, Vega Baja, Puerto Rico. Like, you know, that's where, where my family's from as well. So I absolutely love Ivan Rodriguez, right? And so these were people who I grew up idolizing. Even Sammy Sosa, seeing him go for those home run records, regardless of whatever happened. Look, I know what happened after that with him and McGuire and, and Bonds later on with the steroids. I get it. That's another thing. I'm not going to discuss the steroid era on this episode. But what I will say is that they contributed to the game. They contributed to the, the appeal of it. The appeal, the ratings, everything was through the roof. Everything was great. And so getting back to Ken Griffey Jr., it saddens me that years later, the only baseball player who had any kind of like swagger or who sold shoes, you know, because I'm a big sneaker guy who meant something to the sneaker culture, to the urban market, was Ken Griffey Jr. And years later, that's still the case. So what do I mean by this? Baseball has failed to produce stars in that, not produce stars, to promote their stars. A lot of these great players, like unless you're a diehard baseball fan, you have no idea who these guys are. These guys don't transcend their sports. It's not the same like when you see LeBron James or, or Kevin Durant or Messi or Ronaldo, like, these guys transcend their sports, right? There's people who don't watch soccer who know who Ronaldo or Messi are. There's people who don't watch basketball who know who LeBron James is, right? And so these are the things that, um, that matter. And so there's nobody who, there's no one who transcends the game, not because there's lack of, not because there isn't talent. There is no lack of talent. There's plenty of talent. It's baseball and their failure to properly promote these stars. So it goes with the ESPNs of the world. It goes with MLB and the, the, the commissioner's office and what they've done, their lack of, of, of being able to get these sponsorships for their stars and really promoting their games. Baseball is an international game. Baseball is an international game. There is no reason why baseball shouldn't be up there almost not now. Soccer's number one, but there's no reason why they shouldn't go almost toe-to-toe -to -toe with soccer, okay? Not as many nations in the world play baseball as they do soccer. I get that. But baseball was on the cusp of being that sport, and it's an international sport. You got Latin America, the Caribbean. You got Cuba, eh, Dominican Republic. You got Puerto Rico. You got Venezuela. You got Curacao. Um, Japan, Korea, 
You got Mexico. You got Aruba. Look, listen to all these countries. Look at all these countries. You got uh, China, Chinese Taipei, Taiwan, right? Not to mention, of course, America, the United States is the American game, right? I mean, you've even had baseball players from Brazil. There hasn't been a lot, but there's been a few. You got baseball players that have come out of Brazil. So, uh, Colombia, you've had baseball players from Colombia, from Panama, Venezuela. I mean, Nicaragua. Like, am I missing something? There's a lot of country, uh, Australia, South Africa. You've even had some baseball players from Italy, believe it or not. There's been a couple, not a lot, but there's been some. And Mike Piazza's done a good job of trying to bring the sport along in Italy. Um, I mean, these are, these are places, these are, this is a sizable amount of countries that the sport is thriving. Obviously, Netherlands, Netherlands, Aruba, Curaçao, uh, these countries. Um, so there's, there's tons of opportunities, but they don't promote their stars. Mike Trout has been the best player in the sport for the better, for the, for the most part, for the better part of a decade. Nine out of every 10 people that walk down the street, unless he has the damn uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim uniform on, won't know who the hell he is. And that's a fact. They won't. They won't know who he is. They couldn't pick him out of a lineup. Whose fault is that? Is that Mike Trout's fault? Mike Trout is a quiet guy. And mind you, he signed to Nike. He signed to Nike or Swingman. Why has he not released a shoe? Which gets me to this point. Okay, if you want to be relevant in this culture to the youth, if you want to resonate with the youth, you got to speak their language. The youth speaks fashion. They speak sneakers, apparel, swag, style. That's what they want. That's what they want. So I get into this point now. How do we fix it? It's very simple. Well, I mean, that's a cliche. It's not simple, but it can be done. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring these props up right now. I'm going to show you. As I mentioned, going on the point I was just making as far as, um, as, far as co contributions to the culture, bringing that up to the culture, bringing, bringing um, relevancy to the youth. That's what the... Jeez, what's wrong with me? Relevancy to the youth. I'm going to show you right now. These that I have on my hand right here, and I mentioned his name before. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a these are some beautiful sneakers, right? Look at these sneakers. Look at that. These are Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, and, and Senior. Uh, this was a pack, part of the Ken Griffey pack with uh, with Nike. Now, the point of me bringing these up here are, is not to do a sneaker review, but I'm going to show you something. Look at these details. I mean, tremendous. These are Air Force Ones, uh, part of the Griffey pack. I mean, these are tremendous, right? Look at that. So if you're watching on YouTube, that's not my point of what I'm, I'm trying to get at to, to do a review. That's not my point. Listen to this. How is it that it takes a player who retired many years ago, who played, who still sticks out in our minds. There was only one Ken Griffey 
They've done all these, and I love what they do. I love what's with the swing, his the brand with Nike, swing brand, uh, swingman brand, all that. I love what they do. How come all these years later there hasn't been another one of these? Another, another Ken Griffey. Why? Why has Nike or any of these other companies not created another shoe line and sell shoes to penetrate this market? To break get the kids. This is how you get the kids back into baseball. This is part of it. Kids want to have that, that swag. They want that drip. They want that style. That's how you give it to them. You gotta you gotta speak their language. You understand? I'm not finished. Hold on. I got more props. This is another one in my hand right here. See this right here? This shoe came out when I was a kid originally. This was the OG, right? This is the uh Griffey Max one. Fresh water. This is the OG one. I begged my mother. Hold on. I begged my mother for these shoes. These are just some that I have. I got a bunch, but they, these these shoes came out when I originally when I was a kid in the late 90s, mid to late 90s, late 90s. We couldn't afford these. Okay, back then. Now they cost 170 bucks. I mean, you can just whatever, right? It's very difficult. I understand that for kids, for people to afford them. I get that. Like it, it, the price is another thing that, you know, whatever, right? That's not here nor there. That's another discussion for another day. My point is to actually make the merchandise that they want, right? So these sneakers that I hold in my hand were all from, they're Ken Griffey. Griffey wore these in the late 90s and they re-released them. Let me get the other pair that I have here. Another pair of the Griffey pack, right? This is the Griffey pack. These are the Air Max 90s, uh, kind of like the fresh water color. Look at that. Look at the details. They got really nice detailing. Um, really, really dope detailing. He used to wear his hat backwards when he participated in a home run derby, stuff like that. And so... These are also for Ken Griffey Jr. And look, they have his Swingman logo. Right? These are shoes that are inspired by a player who, in his heyday, I was a kid. I was a kid to a teenager. I was pretty much I was a kid in his heyday. And Nike is releasing these shoes to commemorate that player. And God bless him. I'm so glad they made these shoes. That's not my point. I absolutely love these shoes. I had to get them. I can't get enough of them. I mean, I can't get enough of these shoes. I love them. Any baseball-inspired type of shoe like this that commemorates a player or something, I'm all over it. I love it. But this is my point. Why can't they do this? Why can't they do? Why can't Nike or even Adidas or Under Armour or New Balance, whoever, name the company. Why can't these companies do this with today's stars? When is it time that we create the new Griffey? We can't keep living in the past. I understand baseball is built on tradition and heritage and speaking on the past or living in the past. It, it is. Baseball, more than any other sport, is deeply rooted in its tradition and its history. And we must always remember that and celebrate that. That's what makes baseball unique. It's ability to tell stories, passing down stories from generation to generation. But at the same time, you know, baseball has become out of touch. This is what the kids want. 
This right here. This is what the what the kids want Nike Air Max. They want Air Force Ones. They want Jordans because you know Jordan makes uh baseball stuff too. This is what they want. So I take it back to Commissioner Manfred as I take these uh, shoes off here. I go back to Commissioner Manfred. Commissioner Manfred, please, I beg you, take a good look at the players you have today. You have players that you can build. You want to talk about bringing the kids back to the park? You want to bring kids back to the park to play baseball? You want to bring the, the, the inner city back to the, to the baseball fields? You know, and this breaks my heart. Um, you know, the state of baseball is complicated because it, this breaks my heart. Like, I'll bring up a negative and a positive. The negative side of baseball right now is that baseball, right now, Major League Baseball is only 7% seven African-American ballplayers right now. Do you realize all the great African-American ballplayers I grew up idolizing? I grew up idolizing great. They weren't just African-American ballplayers of all races, of white, uh, Latino as well. But I'm saying at that time, there were so many great African-American ballplayers in the 90s when I was growing up, early 2000s, 90s. And to see that there's only 7%, there, there are only 7% African-Americans that make up the major league rosters. That is very, very sad to see that. Considering all that Jackie Robinson and other figures from before that fought for to play this great game. Now, the positive note, on the positive note as a Latino, I couldn't be more proud as far as how much the Latinos have made up um, as far as for the talent. It's indisputable that Latinos are the most talented baseball players on the face of the earth right now. That's not debatable. I'm, I'm being objective, but it, it's true. Latinos make up a huge part of the talent pool uh, in Major League Baseball. In particular, Domin Dominican Republic. Dominican Republic is a gold mine with baseball. They have, they, they, they have a system that works. The interest is there. Baseball is not down in Dominican Republic. Baseball is up on the Dominican Republic. Baseball is up in Latin America. Baseball is up in Cuba. Baseball is up in Venezuela. Baseball goes through peaks and valleys in Puerto Rico because of its relationship with the United States. But all in all, there's representation from there as well. Baseball is doing well internationally. In Japan, I'm sure right now, nobody's bigger than Otani. Right now, baseball has a chance to right something, to right the wrong. They have a chance to get back to that prominent role. So here we go. This is how we do it. Build around your stars. If you're listening, Mr. Commissioner Manfred, you have a great star who's an international. There's several international guys, but I'm going to get to the biggest one right now of all. Shohei Otani. Get this guy a sneaker deal now. Find Nike 
find all the whoever you gotta find under armor uh adidas whoever new balance find this guy a deal and write him a blank check this guy's gonna make you guys a ton of money and he's a superstar he's international he has a chance to be the greatest player in the history of japan the guy can pitch he can hit he plays with flair the guy is an absolute stud write this guy a check you're you're missing the boat here you gotta build major league baseball starting with this guy you built the whole entire system of the major leagues around this guy the second one fernando tatis jr fernando tatis jr this guy's a stud he's flashy he's fast he's got power he's playing in san diego that's a west coast market san diego is a nice little market build around that guy you have a latino a Dominican superstar to build your, your Latin fan base around. Build with him. With Shohei, you have the, the Eastern world with Japan and Asia and that global market. And then with Tatis, you have the Dominican, the Latino, North American, the Hispanic market. You got the Asian market and you got the Latino market. Put your head, put them together, guys. Get these guys shoe deals. Get them endorsements. Do all kinds of stuff to promote these guys. These guys are super talented. They deserve to be found. Oh, second time I do that. I keep knocking over my mic. Get these guys discovered. Get them endorsements. Get them found. These guys are stars. They deserve to be seen and known about. They're not secrets anymore. These guys are big-time players. Get them out there. It's time to get them out there. These are major, major, major attractions. It starts with those guys. Then you have a case to be made for several others. Obviously, not every single baseball player can have a shoe. Those two, I guarantee, can sell shoes. I guarantee. I'll put anything on it. If you set up a good marketing plan and you put these guys everywhere, they'll sell anything. You name it. They'll sell whatever you want, put their face on. They will sell drinks, uh, clothing, sneakers, apparel. Tourism, they'll sell whatever you put them on. Go get them out there. Build around those two first. Everything else can fall into play. Those are the two guys. If I'm Major League Baseball, I'm building around those two guys right now. And that's part of how you fix it because you get the appeal. The younger audience will see these guys. These guys are flashy. They're fun to watch. They're talented. They play in pretty big markets. These guys will get things done for you. These are the guys you want. These are the guys you want to build around. These are the guys. You build around these guys, I guarantee you, you're going to be successful as an organization that is the Major, major League Baseball. You get other kids wanting to play the game. Now, you solve the international part. What about the American part, the domestic part? You got plenty of American stars to build around. See, you guys missed the boat with Mike Trout. Mike Trout was the guy who should have had his own shoe 10 years ago. Mike Trout was and is one of the best players in the game. It may not be too late for people to know who he is, but you should start celebrating him because he's a great player and he's headed, his, he's headed to Cooperstown as a Hall of Famer. It's going to happen. Now, really quickly, from the gameplay, uh, from playing the game standpoint, 
analytics, ban the shift. The shift has got to go. You don't need the shift anymore. Get rid of the shift. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Get rid of the shift. And, you know, the analytics part, listen, I get it. You have a million and one guys who could throw 100 miles per hour. We don't need everybody to throw 100 miles per hour. Build your systems up. In the on the minor league level, it's time to, to to start scouting guys who can throw different speeds. You don't need everybody to throw 100 miles per hour. Otherwise, everybody's gonna get Tommy John, which you've seen. Tommy John surgeries everywhere because guys are throwing too hard. So that's what you do: scout and develop for all kinds of different players. You don't need everybody to be a power hitter. Everything doesn't have to be about power and striking out. Get some speed back in the game, guys. Get some speed. Let's stop making these guys feel like they're they're less than if they decide they want to steal bases and take chances. Let's open. Let's welcome that with open arms. Let's take chances. Let's let's send the guys. Let's hit and run. Let's send the guys to run, steal bases. Let's bring stealing. Let's bring stolen bases back to the game. Let's bring speed back to the game. Let's outlaw the shift. No more shift. It's gone. Bye bye shift. Adios. Good riddance. No shift. So that's it. That's what we got to do. And it starts from the lower levels, from the fundamental level. Outlawing the shift, having guys make contact, hitting for contact, hit and run, stolen bases, and having pitchers throw different kind of pitches. You don't need to throw. You got plenty of talented pitchers who don't throw 99 or 100. You don't need that to be successful. You need location. Location, location, location. And that's how we bring the game back. Embrace the inner city. That's another one. Embrace the inner city. People from the inner city want people who look like them. Now, I understand a lot of people find the game boring, and a lot of the inner city kids are turning to basketball and football. It's up to the baseball world and community to reach out to them. They're not going to look for you. You got to look for the kids in the inner city to play. Once these kids see that baseball is fun again, that it could be fun, that you could play with some flair, that you could steal bases, that you can hit and run, that you can play with some swagger to you, that my favorite baseball player has a shoe and he has gear and he looks cool when he's going to bat, I guarantee you those kids are going to come back. They're going to resonate with the youth. Give these kids a reason to come back. Give the kids a reason to come back. Give them their sneakers. Give them their hats. Give them their t-shirts. Give them everything they want. That's what the kids want. The kids want a reason to get excited. Give these kids a reason to be excited about the game. Let's not be boring. Let's be fun. Let's make baseball fun. And that's all I ask. Let's promote these stars. Let's make baseball fun. And let's give people a reason to turn on that damn TV and watch the games. And, and, and that's what it's all about. And so and that's it. And that's my rant. So everybody, make sure you follow me. Uh, let me know what you guys think about that. Is baseball boring now? Um, has baseball lost its way? How do you think we can fix baseball? Uh, definitely reach out to me at Santos Thread Shop on Instagram. Uh, make sure to hit the thumbs up, subscribe on the YouTube, uh, the Facebook, Santos Threads Official. And um, 
And it's just like that. You guys know. So once again, thank you all for joining me. I appreciate you. I really appreciate you. Uh, and once again, don't just say what you mean or mean what you say. Say it with your chest. Peace.